Welcome to Growing Your Team, a podcast designed for small business owners seeking to grow their company with the help of employees and contractors. Your time is limited, which means growing and leveraging teams is essential for business success. The Growing Your Team podcast is the place to learn tips and techniques designed to help you know when it's the right time to hire, how to select perfect fit team members, and how to maximize productivity while creating a positive work environment. Drawing from her 10 plus years of leadership and hiring experience, here is your host, Jamie Van Kuyk. Hello, Jamie Van Kuyk here, and welcome back to the Growing Your Team podcast. Today, I have on guest Jennifer Calderon. Jennifer is the founder of Oh Goody Box, a snack box subscription service that delivers better for you snacks directly to your home or office. Jennifer grew up in the snack industry and has worked for J&J Vending, an office refreshment service provider in the San Francisco Bay Area, for the last 13 years. Her main responsibilities have revolved around helping companies design snack and beverage programs that help their employees feel valued and appreciated as the unique individuals they are. As you'll hear about in today's episode, COVID threw the company for a loop. And it made them pull an idea out of their back pocket that they had been thinking about but putting on the back burner for a few years. And that is the Oh Goody Box. And this is such a fantastic idea, whether you have in-office employees or whether your employees are remote, because it gives you the ability to really value your team members on an individual level. And for those who have remote team members, Give them a benefit and a perk that is typically reserved only for in-office people. So we go and we talk a lot about the purpose of the box and why it really is a great benefit for you to bring to your team members. And as a thank you, Jennifer has offered a 15% discount on your first Oh Goody box. So when you go to ogoodybox.com and use offer call, excuse me, offer code GROW, so capital G, capital R, capital O, capital W, you will get 15% off your first box. So listen to today's episode and then go order your first box, either for yourself or for a team member, and make sure you use the, the discount code GROW to get 15% off. So let's jump into the episode. Hi, Jennifer. Thank you so much for joining us on the Growing Your Team podcast. Gosh, Jamie, thank you so much for having me here. I'm really excited. Yes. Can you kick us off with telling us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, of course. My name is Jennifer Calderon. I'm the founder of Oh Goody Box, which is a snack box subscription service that gets delivered to homes and offices. Um, that got started, that's pretty new. We got started during the pandemic. I still work full-time uh, with my family's business, J&J Vending. We've been in business since 1978 when my dad and my grandpa started it. Um, that portion of the business only focuses on offices in the San Francisco Bay Area. So everything break room refreshments. So traditional vending machine, micro markets, and pantry accounts and pantries are those accounts where they just give away everything for free as an employee benefit. So that's snacks, fresh food, 
uh, beverages, hot coffee. Hot coffee is obviously a beverage, but in the industry, we categorize it a little differently. Yeah. (laughs) So that's, that's kind of it. We started Oh Goody as a result of the pandemic. It was something we had talked about doing for a while, um, sending boxes to homes or just sending boxes to offices, maybe outside of the San Francisco area and just kind of gaining more of the market. But it was one of those things where I just kept pushing it off because, you know, I had to learn shipping and box sizing and how can you pack a box without squishing the product and and all of the things. And it just felt overwhelming. And the business in the Bay was doing well enough. We didn't necessarily need an additional revenue stream, but then COVID hit and all of the offices that we delivered to shut down and they remained shut down. And all of a sudden we had a warehouse filled with product and nowhere to put it. So that's kind of how we ended up starting Ogity Box. Yes. Thank you for sharing that. And not only did those businesses shut down um, and people were then working most likely remotely, like some businesses I know couldn't really operate at all, but a lot of those businesses operated remotely. So you think about it, like those businesses had an expense line to provide these perks and benefits to their employees that then they needed another opportunity to still provide those benefits to their employees. So true. And um, we were grateful and happy to be there to to fill that void for them. Um, I think it's so interesting. I've only worked in my family's business. So working alongside other corporations and kind of learning the way they have to budget line these items out. And if you don't use that budget, then next year when it comes to renew it, there's a lot of questions of, well, why did we give you this amount of money if you didn't actually need it? And so they're trying to fight for the right to keep that budget as opposed to if they had just spent it all along, it wouldn't have been a question in the first place. So there was definitely a lot of what are we going to do? And obviously unprecedented has come up a lot, but it was like, this is a very unprecedented situation, but we still need to use the budget. So um, snacks being sent home kind of came up. (laughs) Yeah. I kind of find that budgeting thing like so interesting. It's like, well, just because the money was spent doesn't mean it was spent effectively. So maybe we should question that a little bit more. And just because it wasn't spent, perfect situation. COVID happened. All of a sudden people aren't in the office. You know, if they were going to then take that, that line item away when they go back, it's like, wait, you're looking at a completely different, different market. But I think it's, it's such a great idea that you put into place because so many businesses now have either decided not to go back to the office or have been developed from the ground up where people are remote or they're operating some sort of hybrid thing. And I think one of the things that tends to get lost is some of those office perks. You know, some of those things that you get because you go to an office that now you're working from home and it's like, wait, do they even care about me other than the fact that I am producing work? So it's, this is a great way to tell people that you care about them, that you're still remembering them, even though they're not in the office. 100%. And I think one of the, the more interesting pieces of feedback that we received from people who were previously getting snacks through the same company. So they were getting it um, through us in one way at the office in San Francisco. And then all of a sudden they were getting snack boxes from us in their homes we thought kind of along the lines of what you're saying, oh, don't let them feel out of sight, out of mind. Let them know you're still thinking about them. They're still valued, even though they're not coming into the office. And that was true. But a lot of the feedback came back is, oh, my kids love this so much. 
oh, my wife or my husband loves this so much. And it was all of a sudden a way to not only show that you valued that um, particular team member, but that you admired the entire family that they were attached to. And I thought that was very interesting, whereas opposed to before with snacks just being sent to the office, that was something just specifically for that one person. And now you got to say, hey, not only do we value you, but we value your family. So I thought that was a very unexpected thing for me. I was like, oh yeah, actually that makes sense. So yeah, yeah. I wouldn't think about that. I love that. But one of the other things that I was thinking about is you think like, you know, if you have working in an office that has a break room or, you know, has has a vending machine where then you're like, oh, I have to go pay for snacks. But now, but even when they're in the break room, they're there for everybody. You don't see it as an individualized thing, but all of a sudden you're getting stuff sent to your home. It's that individualized service. It's that individualized perk where it's not just like, okay, okay. It's there. It's wow. This is for me. Right. That's so true. And um, with Oh Goody Box in particular, to make it a little more personalized, we do allow um, them to create their own unique cards that we write and put in there so that a team member can write it to another team member specifically, or you can choose like a gluten-free box or a vegan box. Uh, we're working on a nut-free box, kind of trying to tap in on all of these allergies. And so before, maybe in an office program, which if you are in an office, we certainly encourage you to consider all of the allergies, but usually a gluten-free item, you might have four or five throughout the whole program, as opposed to like, let's just say 50 snacks. So you're still only able to enjoy a portion of the snacks. When you get the snack box sent to your home and it's all gluten-free, well, now you're getting 20, 30 items that are just for you and you don't feel left out. You feel more catered to. So it is a way to do a very specific gifting personalized touch to every individual employee. Yes. Love that. And of course you just use the word gifting. So how do most people use these snack boxes? Is it setting up on a subscription? You're sending stuff out to the employees all the time, or is it kind of like also like those one-off perks? Like, so people don't know to expect it. Yeah, we've seen it run the entire gamut. So we have some companies who order the first of the month. They go out every month, no matter what, as long as that team employee is part of their catalog. Um, we have some people who do it just as new hires. So we actually store company swag at our warehouse. And so um, it'll be um, like sweatshirts, coffee mugs, mouse pads, backpacks, all of the things um, that go into this new hire box and then we just throw in all kinds of snacks and through the new hire process they can choose if they just want gluten-free or vegan or anything like that and then the ones that are my favorite just because they're the most fun is holiday boxes or conference boxes summits those type of things it's really fun to be a part of these company events where you're helping them decide ways to engage virtually with people. So not only are you throwing in the swag or the unique um, items for that event, but then we've brought in specialty snacks for it and you're bringing in things like bingo cards so they can play bingo on a group call together or whatever it might be, it's just really fun. So I really like those special event boxes um, just because it's fun. The the bread and the butter of the business is that monthly subscription service where boxes go out every month. Yeah. But I like that you offer different things because especially if you think it from a small business perspective, this, 
you know, they might not always have the budget to do these boxes every month, but to do things as a surprise, as a gift, as an onboarding, as six month anniversary type things, it allows you to do those things. Cause I know before, like I've looked at some boxes and everything, like my employees work remote, like, and I've looked at stuff. I'm like, how do, how do I treat them? How do I send stuff? Like, what do I do? And sometimes I'm just like, oh, like, do I really need to send like another candle or like, cause I know they like <laughs> snacks and stuff like that. Like, and like you said, they can, they can share it with their family and their roommates or whoever. And I'm like, I just think it's, it's such a great idea. Thank you. Yeah. We, we like it. The feedback has been there. Um, and it's not, it's certainly not something we invented. So it's been around for a while, The it's, it's proven there's a lot of stats behind just keeping employees engaged and feeling loved. And the way food does that is just so, so intriguing to me. I kind of geek out on it. Even if you just think about um, if you were having a meeting uh, in a normal conference room and you should have snacks out. That's why before COVID, we did things like bagels or donuts. And it's, it's yes, um, as a fun treat, but the psychology that goes into it people bond when they're eating together. So there's more of a collaborative environment that happens if you have like a big one coffee over a meeting as opposed to everybody just being there without food. And so um, typically in those type of environments, we do encourage more things like nuts, high protein type of snacks, lower sugars, you don't want the sugar, sugar crash. But the psychology that goes into it, even just you think of a room in your house and like, where does a lot of conversation happen? Where does a lot of community, like family bonding happen? It's a lot of times it's, it's at the kitchen table or it's at the Island, or you might be on a couch, but you're like having a snack together. You know, it's like movie night and you're eating popcorn and your favorite candy. There's a lot of emotion attached with food. And when someone gets their favorite snack in the mail, it's just a different psychological thing that happens as opposed to receiving like a cute notebook or something, which is also fun, but it's a different psychological effect. Yeah. Cause I think like one, you're like, Ooh, I can immediately use this. I can consume it. And sometimes you get notebooks and it's like, great. Another notebook to sit on my desk to go with the five that I already have. I might eventually exactly. get to it, but, but we're yes. like, yeah, a snack. You're like, I, you consume it. You do. You can consume it. You can share it. It's all of the things. And I don't know about you, but working from home, I don't want any clutter anymore. I'm just like, get rid of all of the things. (laughs) So, right. Right. It's like, you get a swag bag now when you go someplace and you're like, I don't want any of this. Like, I don't want any of it. Like, please, like keep it, please. (laughs) Like, but a snack. I was just um, in, I live in Austin and it was South by Southwest. So it's this big, um, conference festival I'm not even really sure how to explain it but everywhere you go people are giving out the swag bags and I work in the snack industry and people were giving out tote bags and I was like oh okay cool but then someone goes and gives you like a bag of crackers I'm like oh crackers and I'm like Jenny oh, definitely like, you, take get, that. you get this for free all day long like why are you so excited but there's just something about about food that's still fun yeah especially because like you think about it it's something like as people we need to consume food to survive. Like not all snacks are, you know, maybe on all the diets. Yeah. I know you guys offer a variety of stuff, but it's still like, you think about it. Oh, you know, I get a a box full of snacks. That's one less thing I have to buy at the grocery store. Right. And it's one less thing 
I don't know about you. When I first started working remotely, I moved before the pandemic. So I was lucky enough to stay on with the family business when I moved to Austin, but it was my first time working from home. And I thought I was going to have so much more time. I was like, I'm going to make a nice breakfast every morning. I'm going to have my lunch ready to go. Uh, that did not happen. And so I don't know where all that time has gone. Certainly I have more time for it, but more days than not, I'm still running to try to get to my next Zoom meeting or make the conference call or make the deadline. And so it sounds cheesy and a little self-serving, but I really do grab for our for our oh goody snacks, um, our brand partners that are in the boxes. I just keep them by my desk so I can have a, a granola bar to keep me going. So I'm not hangry on the next call. So I have enough energy to do the interview and I'm not just like crashing, you know, and I can, it holds me over until my next real meal. So yeah, been, that's so important. I feel like now when you're in the office, you're like, oh, well, sometimes I have to prep. I have to bring a lunch. I have to be prepared to eat between meetings and everything. Then you're at home. You're like, I got it. I got the time. I can go and grab something. And then it's like, oh, wait, wait, I didn't eat lunch today. And what time is it? And I'm starving. starving. And <laughs> when your employees are like that and their blood sugar's dropping and they're starving. Like they might be on meetings. They might be attempting to do the work, but they're not going to do it as well. They're not going to be as attentive. 100%. And you can see that there's all kinds of studies out there showing like the productivity crashes and all of that that comes along with not having those meals. And, and now more so too, with more and more millennials in the workforce, um, the whole idea of like these three stable meals is kind of a thing of the past. Um, millennials are definitely a snacking, snacking culture, snacking generation. We want the smaller meals. We want to have um, more consumable quickly type things as opposed to that full sit down experience. So um, it's definitely a thing to consider as you look at your workforce. So if you have um, team members who are in that millennial generation or below, they definitely are your snacking generation. So yes. Yeah. I remember that. I, I do that now for the most part. Um, like to me, if I'm going to go get myself, like, even when I make myself lunch, it might be a sandwich. I'm not going to have any sides with it, but then I'll have like the snacks and stuff an hour later. Even when I was in the corporate office, like I'd pack a lunch most days and I'd eat a portion of the lunch at 10, a portion at noon, a portion at two, and then go yeah. home at five. Like to me, the thought of like going and taking a whole big lunch break to sit down and eat this huge meal. I'm just like, yeah, that's, that's just not me. Like that. I'm like, yeah, take a break. Yes. But to go take a break, to eat this huge meal in the middle of the day. No, not a thing anymore. Right. So I agree. I've definitely been someone who, even when I did pack a meal, it was more like, I'll have a little at 10. I'll have a little at 12, I'll have a little at two and then go home kind of thing. So. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Yes, definitely. So what type of products, because I know you mentioned gluten-free boxes, nut-free boxes and everything. So I think that gives us some of the general categories, but what type of products are you guys um, putting in the boxes? Are they products that we all know and love? Are they from small local businesses? Are they, do we have the ability, are you trying, sending new things to your team members for them to try? Like, what is yes. it? Great question. So again, it's a little bit of all of the above. On the on the corporate side of things, there's a lot more opportunity to choose each month or each time you send out a box will really work. You'll get a dedicated team member and they'll help pick exactly what goes in your box. Um, and but 
on the actual, if you were to go to like ogoodybox.com right now, it is really set up um, for that at-home experience. And if you call in, we can help get you set up with the corporate side of things. But if you were to go on the website, one of my favorite things that we do is we do work with those smaller brands, the emerging brands, the, the smaller family-owned businesses who are really trying to do on-the-go snacking differently using whole ingredients, better-for-you ingredients, um, no artificial flavors, no maltodextrin, no dextrose, all of those things. Um, as I've been on my own personal health journey, those things have become much more important to me. And so when we decided that we were going to send snacks directly to homes, it was really important to me that if we were going to send something to your home on the oh goody facing front, that it was something that I felt comfortable taking. Like if I were going to make something and take it to your home, I would feel good about giving it to you. Um, but all of that to say, we still have Frito-Lay, um, all of the Oreos, Nabisco's, General Mills. You can throw that into uh, your corporate gifting if you want to, certainly. But if you were to go onto the Ogoody website right now, you're going to find a lot more products. Like um, like I have a bag, I keep on my, like Unreal. It's like a healthier version of an M&M peanut. Or um, we're working with brands right now to bring in my more diversity of culturally like diverse snacks and um, all of those type of things. So I really like that. We have our own podcast, uh, the Nothing But Good podcast. And I only say that now because when we bring on these smaller brands, we have their founders come on and tell their story. And it is so fun. Like you just, it's so fun to hear people's stories and to want to hear you want to support them. You want them to do well. You're like, I can't believe like you overcame all of this and here you are, or how you ended up choosing to do this. So I'm very passionate about small business and I love putting those smaller, lesser known brands into a box. They've all been tested uh, to make sure they still taste good, uh, but they're just doing really cool things. And not only in the way they taste and the ingredients, but also how they're caring for the environment. They're just kind of crushing it these days. I love that. I love when you hear about businesses giving those small businesses a platform and an opportunity. Not only are you giving people a platform to have their products be tasted and, and have people fall in love with them, you're giving them the platform to share their stories so people become connected to it. And I feel like that's very important for a lot of uh, brands and small businesses is becoming connected to that brand story where you want to cheer them on and you want to support them. So I love that you give them that opportunity on the podcast. So yeah. uh, I noticed this before when I was looking at the uh, Oh Goody Box website and I just uh, saw that it's still there is there's one under your uh, traditional gift box and it has a little, uh, looks like a little card in there for the, the content experiment summit, which I think is great because Abby from the content experiment was on our podcast uh, hey. a few episodes back. She was on episode 78. So I see that you, you guys see your boxes look like you support other small businesses as well. And some other items that are going in there besides just, just food items. So when they get a box, there's other stuff in there too, or could be. Okay. They, there could be. And so on the, on the gifting side, we do, in addition to the consumable snacks, offer other options like those candles, like the notebooks, um, but they're all from small women-owned businesses. And I, I love that. So the candles, not just like a generic candle, it's made uh, by this wonderful woman out in Washington and she hand pours them. It's all soy, all natural scents. 
There's little individual flowers that get pressed into each one by hand. It's just, it's really fun. I, I love supporting the, I love supporting women and small businesses. And it's just kind of been a really fun blend of both. Um, yeah, and it's a unique gift too. It's like if you are, each one of your employees is unique, your event is unique and you want something that really caters to that event or to your company and says, hey, not only do we notice you as an individual, but we're also really taking care um, in the products that we source and who we want to support. I think it's it's all of the buzzwords right now, but it's all the buzzwords because they're really good causes. So I'm really here for it. Exactly. All right. So let's just recap everything. So as a small business owner, you can go out today and order a box for your employees, correct? Yeah, that is correct. Yeah. And you can either do it on a one-off or you can go into the subscription type format. So that way you're sending them a treat every month and every month they're different, right? So even if you're not on that corporate account, they're getting a different box every month. So it's not the same things over and over again, correct? Every month it is different. And so I will tell you when we, I don't know, this is probably embarrassing to say it, but I'm going to say it. So when we <laughs> <Say> started, <laughs> when we started Oh Goody, when I knew Oh Goody was going to be a thing, I started ordering some of my competitors snack boxes just to see what that was actually going to feel like or be like. And so I signed up for each of them for, I believe it was like three months and just to see what would happen. And the first box came and it was all exciting. This is great. And then the next box would come and it would be like some of the exact same products. And I was like, um, this isn't like the variety that I was hoping for, you know? And so um, going into it, we knew that each month, if we had subscription um, customers, that each box would be unique. So the January box is very different from the February box. The March box is very different um, from the April box and so forth. And so we make sure that each box has a really good variety of product, not only different from the month before, but that you're not just getting a box of bars. So it's uh, protein bars, granola bars, chips, crackers, cookies, candy, all with those better for you ingredients. Good. Yeah. When you say like getting the same thing over and over again, it's like as someone who is a sometimes semi picky eater with certain things, I could just imagine getting the same one over and over again and be like, well, that's great. Once again, I don't eat half the stuff that's in there and like passing it on and, and stuff like that, or, oh, yep, got that again. And it just like takes the excitement out of it. It like changes that, that mood completely where if it's something new, even if I'm just like, yeah, I might not like that. I might still try it before passing it on to my husband's or, or right? something like that. It's like, uh, I'm sorry, Aunt Phyllis, if you're listening to this, my aunt gives me a box of chocolates pretty much every year for my birthday. And I am very picky about my chocolates. I don't like ones mixed with fruits or nuts or anything like that. And she gives me this variety box of chocolates where there's probably 25 chocolates in there. And I eat about two of them because I don't like oh, the rest. No. And it's like, it's one of those things I know it's coming every year. And I'm just like, all right, well, I'm going to eat my two and pass it on <laughs> versus like, Ooh, what do I get to try? What's in here? So. Right. I love that analogy. I mean, I think that's true. I mean, I think we all have our version of that chocolate box that we get every year from the same person, but you love that person and you don't, you don't tell them, you just kind of like smile and thank you and move on and you give the box to someone else. And we did really want to avoid that with the goodie. It's cheesy, but we want you to be excited. We want you to be like, oh, goodie, my box is here. So um, that's kind of how that came to be. So 
I think you might've mentioned this at the beginning, but is now Ogoody a standalone company or is it a division of your family company? So Ogoody is a division of my family's business. And so we still, if you are in the San Francisco Bay area and you want like a full office snack provider who will come in, manage the par levels, stock your shelves, meet with you on a monthly basis to make sure everything looks the way it wants, all those things. We're still out there. We're still trucking, um, doing all of that. And what's really been interesting too is in this hybrid phase where we have a lot of people who are coming back to the office, but then we also have a lot of people who've decided um, to do a hybrid situation where you have some people at home and some people coming in they still want that same employee experience for everyone. So what we're doing for those companies is each month we'll send a unique snack box to the employees who are staying home. And that box matches the same snacks that are available in the office. So whether or not you're going in or staying at home, you still have the same snacks to choose from. Nice. Yeah. Bringing it kind of making it so everyone's getting the same, um, making it so that experience is there, like kind of circling back to where we were at the beginning of the conversation that, you know, it's, people aren't feeling forgotten or left out now that they're remote, that they're getting something that you're, it's whether it's that constant subscription or that one-off surprise that you're helping employees say, we still care about you. We still have a budget to support you outside of your paycheck and all those things, no matter where they are working. Um, you know, I feel like sometimes office, office perks, people kind of overlook them, but they don't, they don't realize how valuable they are until they're not there until you go to an office that doesn't have snacks or you go to an office that like, I was just, uh, looking at something recently or people are like, I can't believe this new company doesn't even provide coffee type things. And it's like, you don't realize how valuable it is until it's not there. So true. I Coffee in particular, if anyone's listening and you're not offering your employees, like you're going to the office and you're not offering coffee, there's so much like literature out there of all the reasons why you need to supply coffee. When I go in, like as a new sales rep into an account, and they don't have coffee, it just blows my mind. I think it's like 85% of every business in America gives away coffee to their employees. Um, it's, it's the cheapest employee benefit, but it has one of the highest employee um, like engagement or experience. Like the, the value that employees associate to it is so much higher than what it actually costs your bottom line. It costs almost nothing to give away coffee And then you have employees who actually have a higher chance of showing up to the office on time because they're not stopping for Starbucks on the way home or they're not fiddling with their coffee brewer at the house or whatever it might be. You have people who are staying in the office as opposed to going out, which now I know with our offices in San Francisco, people are coming back, but they're still a little leery. They don't necessarily want to go out to the coffee shop the way they did before. They want to stay in their safe environment. And so just providing them that coffee is a really simple, affordable way to say, Hey, we care about you because who doesn't want a cup of coffee? (laughs) Yeah. And it's one of those things, like you mentioned about like people not going out to the coffee shops or not having to go out to the coffee shops. And I think there's people that might listen to that. It's like, wait, well, you don't want your employees taking breaks and stuff like that. And it's like, "No, no, 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 no. We want employees taking breaks. We want them to take care of themselves. Sometimes you just need that step away. But if you think about it, this, let's say 
you, you run a, a business that has a little bit more flexible schedule. So it's not like they're there having to be like someone on the phone the entire time. So True. they might have the ability, your core off, office hours, let's say are nine to five, but they have the ability to come in a little bit early, a little bit late, depending on their lunch break and all that stuff. Being able to take a break and just walk away and have that mental refresh, even if it is stepping outside, takes less time than having to go and walk to the coffee shop, drive to the coffee shop, wait in line, come back. And then all of a sudden, 20, 30 minutes of your workday is gone, which then people will then, you know, your good employees will tack that on because they still have work that needs to get done to their workday, which means their yeah. overall workday just became longer. If they're coming into the office, that means they have a commute, which adds time on, which you're adding on all this additional time that then they're away from their home, away from their families, away from being able to do those activities that really matter to them outside of work. And that's when it starts to feel like all they ever do is work, even if they only work eight hours a day, because all these other things make up the work day. I love that you shared it in that perspective. No, certainly we always want employees to take breaks, to have a well-rounded life to not always feel like they're they're working. And I think I've been in that situation before where I did kind of have to, you know, clock in at a certain time and you're stressed to be there. And then that Starbucks line is so long and it's it's not um, always this fun little treat for yourself. Sometimes you're like honking at people in line or you're being honked at and you're just like, all I wanted was a cup of coffee, you know, and it's not always this relaxing break. It would be so much nicer Sometimes I love a good coffee shop, but sometimes it's so much easier and more convenient and peaceful just to be able to grab that cup of coffee from your office, put it in a to-go cup and just go walk outside or take your book and read for a while, get away from your screen, do something rejuvenating, talk with coworkers. We haven't seen coworkers in forever. So engage in a conversation and not have that stress level, but certainly always take your break. And if you're going to do it, have a snack with the break is, is what we think. So do you guys have, or are you thinking about having coffee boxes? So we have considered coffee boxes in the very beginning. Uh, we did a coffee box, but there wasn't enough demand for it. Um, just as this brand new company without any marketing behind it, um, I, I am such a coffee snob. Um, I'm sitting here talking about Starbucks, but I haven't been to a Starbucks and I don't even know how long. I'm just like the third wave co- uh, coffee roast all the way. I like the little cute mom and pop shops, um, the blue bottles of the world, if anyone listening knows that. So if we bring back a coffee box, it'll be um, coffee, but it would only be with those amazing San Francisco roasters out there, like Ritual Blue Bottles, Sight Glass. So I think one day we will, but it'll be a premium box kind of down the road. Sounds good. Make sure to include some tea for those non-coffee drinkers, but tea lovers yes. <laughs> like me. So true. So, all right, Jennifer, we have to start wrapping up for today. So tell everybody how they can get in touch with you. Yeah, you can um, find us on our website at ogoodiebox.com. That's O-H-G-O-O-D-I-E box. Um, same thing, all of our socials are at Ogity Box. If you want to do a corporate box and you just know you want to get going on that, or if you have any questions, you can email me directly at jennifer at ogoodybox.com. And that's that's kind of it. That's all of the places we're at. We're on Etsy too, but I always send people uh, to the main website. 
Sounds good. All right, Jennifer, the last question that I love to ask all my guests. We've all had leaders or managers that have stood out to us, whether in our professional life or in our personal life. So think of one of those managers or leaders that stood out with out to you and share with us one thing that made them stand out as a great leader. Yeah, I love that question. I, gosh, I've really only had the one like major career I would say and that's been with my family's business and so I've worked with a lot of leaders um just through organizations and education and whatnot with customers but the one person who kind of stuck out to me right away when you asked was my dad he's been my boss for um the last 15 years but I've loved um watching him lead the other members of the team as well uh with me he was always very open to new ideas. Like when I came to him with Oh Goody Box, um, he didn't bat an eye. He said, let's just make it happen. But then with our the team and the business in general, he's always been so good about not asking from others what he wasn't willing to do himself. Like he led by example first and then delegated. Um, but first and foremost, it was always refreshing to have someone who was above you on the ladder, but who was willing to, to step in and do the hard work too. So um, I don't know. I don't know if that really answers your question, but that's, no, that's where I, my heart is in this moment. <laughs> no, I think that's definitely a great answer. And I think it is a really good sign of a leader. I think too many people get into that thing of, I am too good now for these tasks, or I, my pay yeah. rate is way above these tasks. And at the end of the day, those tasks need to get done. And sometimes you need to step in and support your team and show your team that you are willing to have their back and whatever that means. I know um, for me personally, one of the teams I managed when I was in corporate, we went through a hiring freeze at around the same time that we had a few members get promoted and one or two members leave. And we were on this hiring freeze and people were like, what are we doing with all these accounts? And it was like, well, they just gotta be like passed around. And my team was like, overwhelmed. And all of a sudden we had another team member that was leaving our team to go someplace else within the company. And, and like, I could just see the panic. And I just remember telling them, cause I can't originally came from their position. So I knew how to do their job, like inside and out. I said, don't worry, I'm handling these accounts until there's another option because I am not putting this work on you. And they were just like, oh my gosh, like you're doing that for us. And it went from like this, you could just see like the stress just coming off their shoulders, like being relieved at that point in time. They're like, okay, like we thought we were getting more work that this was gonna be a negative to us. And they're like, you actually care about our workload and you're willing to do the work that we have to do, even though you have a management job to do that you're still willing to take on this work. And it really made it such a huge impact for them at that point in time. I could see that. And it's like, not only in that moment, did you like relieve their stress, but like how much more trust do they have in you going forward? You know, like, mm -hmm. and even after that person got hired, I can imagine they just feel so much more confident in your leadership that they're not going to leave them out to dry. Yeah. Yeah. And it ended up working out well, because like senior leadership was like, you can't take on these accounts. Like, no, find someone on your team. I'm like, there is no one. And that was what made them realize like, oh, maybe we do need to lift this hiring freeze. So nice. I was like, yep, 
Yep. There's nowhere else for them to go. I got it. So if you don't want me on accounts, you need to hire somebody. You need to allow me to hire somebody. So it worked out well. Get but, it, Jamie. <laughs> yes. All right, Jennifer. Thank you so much for joining us on the Growing Your Team podcast. It was so great to hear about the oh goody boxes and everything that your company is doing to help provide this in-office perk in a remote environment. Gosh, thank you so much for having me. Are you getting ready to hire and you wrote a job posting for your open position? But now you're left wondering, will it attract the right candidates? Hiring isn't as simple as telling people that you're hiring and having your perfect candidate show up ready to fill the role. Hiring just doesn't work that way, especially in the current market. The best candidates only apply to the positions that appear to be the right fit for them. If they don't find a connection between their job wants and your job posting, they'll skip over and go to the next opportunity. And in many cases, the reality is it's not the job isn't what they're looking for. It's not the job posting just didn't hit the mark. So is your job posting helping candidates see that your opening is right for them? Or is it turning candidates away for all the wrong reasons? Let's find out. I am currently offering Will Your Job Posting Attract the Right Candidates audit. Through this audit, I will review your job posting and I will tell you what's working and what needs to change so you can attract your idea candidates. So if you want your job posting reviewed by an expert before it goes live, or if you have a job posting that just is not hitting the mark in the current market, sign up for an audit. Let's review it and make the changes needed so you can attract your perfect fit team member. Because remember, you can't hire a candidate who never applies for your job. And most candidates won't apply if they don't feel connected to the job posting. So let's make sure you have a job posting that will attract all the right candidates and help you make this hiring journey easier go to growingyourteam.com slash audit and sign up for your audit today. Once again, that's growingyourteam.com slash audit. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Growing Your Team with your host, Jamie Van Kite. Be sure to subscribe and head on over to growingyourteam.com. To connect, access the show notes, and discover more ways to hire and leverage your perfect fit team.